for tuning in and welcome everyone. I hope you're well. I'm your host Ben Lively and you're listening to Shake and Awake episode number 37. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in wherever you are and whatever you're doing right this very moment. And as always, I promise you another great show. But more than anything, my hope for you today and always is that you have an actual encounter with the Lord. He's always right there beside us. And if you find any value in these episodes, the greatest thank you of all is just to pass the word to at least one person that you know to uh, to help spread the word. So without further ado, let's get ready to invite God in with us right here, right now, and allow him to uh, speak directly to your heart and mind. So here goes. Here is today's topic. Are you actually in love with God or simply the idea of him? You know, I've had many uh, convictions and lessons handed to me by God and the Holy Spirit over the past two and a half years. They've never stopped since total surrender and grace occurred on April of 2019, and I, I suppose they never will stop uh, until I'm no longer in the world. And I've come to embrace that, you know, welcome that, and, and cherish that fact. I, I truly don't believe that a true son or daughter of God can ever stop being convicted or taught by the living God and the Holy Spirit. You know, a subject uh, worthy of a future episode, I'm sure. Uh, one of the most recent convictions and lessons that I've been given was the meaning of true love for God and then mankind. Not worldly love, but supernatural love, agape love. And here's how I was convicted. I often use the scripture of Matthew uh, 22, 37 to 40 to teach on many points. I've used it here on this podcast many times. And so here it goes again. It never gets old. And he said to him, that's Jesus, uh, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So it was a few months ago, and I was instantly convicted by the Holy Spirit when reading or, or writing that. I, I can't remember. The conviction was this. Do I, Ben Lively, really love God, or do I love the thought of him in order to get to heaven and or more as an appreciation of all he's done. Do I really love all the people slash neighbors as myself? Or am I just making it a point to be extra nice to others now and provide more grace and understanding, etc.? And I'm going to be completely transparent with you guys right now, as I was to the Holy Spirit and God, who already knew my heart, and knew my answer, i.e. the reason for their conviction. Their, their convictions don't come about for nothing. It is usually and simply to teach, to build, to correct, and save you, and then give you the free will to either change or continue down your own path. I was honest with myself, and I went into uh, deep reflection. After all, Jesus himself 
said that these were the two greatest commandments. So I understood love, but I don't believe I loved God the way he loves me. And therefore, it was impossible for me to love others as myself. I loved God because of who he was and is, for what he had done for humanity and me and those I love, for the place he had Jesus go and prepare for you and I upon our arrival at our eternal destination, heaven. But did I love him? Did I love him? I, I, I first thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm ready to die for him and certainly will if I'm given the choice between taking uh, the mark of the, uh, of the beast, for example, or, uh, you know, dying a gruesome death over my belief and choice of God over man. But was that because I truly do believe in him and know that because Jesus told us that if we die for his namesake, we will be glorified in heaven that very day? Yes. Yes, it was. But, but the conviction of that was, yes, but it's due to selfish reasons, i.e. the duty and reward I have as a Christian. But take that scenario aside and take it away from the equation for a moment and think about what Jesus said were the two greatest commandments. They didn't include a clause for doing so only if your eternal destination depended on it. It didn't include a, a disclaimer. That mentions the benefits to us if we do. No, it commands us to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind. Was I doing that? Was I really doing that day in and day out? No. In fact, I was more concerned with how I was meeting the other acts of service and worship and praise and obedience to God. But the one that was the greatest of all, love Love for him, not for me or what I get from loving him. I loved him like I loved air, like I loved gravity, like I loved food, like I loved the ocean. It was more of a, a deep appreciation and respect, but it all boiled down to what I was getting from him, not a love from the heart that surpasses all else in my life. And that mentality also transferred the same to loving my neighbors as myself. Same difference. It was a type of love, but not agape love. The question then became, how do I continuously love him with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all my mind, day in and day out? And how do I do the same for others? So I did a bit of, of searching, and here's what I found out. Or rather, here's where the, the Holy Spirit led me in order to help me understand and better instruct me in living up to the requirements and the commandments of our Lord. So I first needed to understand the love that I did have for God because I did love him. So the worldly definition of love, uh, I just took this from the Merriam-Webster definition. It's a feeling of strong or constant affection for a person. And that, my friends, was the love I had for God. It was true, it was real, and it was constant, but that isn't true love according to the heavens. The Bible's definition of love can be found in 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7, which reads, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. 
It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoings, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So that was the love I was missing. I had to separate the God of the universe, right, the judge, the creator, and get closer to him so that he became my father, the one that is focused on me and loves me unconditionally and continuously. The one that even while I'm sleeping has more thoughts about me that outnumbers the grains of sand on the face of the earth. I had to understand and have a full and pure grasp of who he really is to me. Not just what about he has done, but who he is to me. And when that happened, the floodgates, that's just what I call them, the floodgates opened up and released an ocean of understanding, meaning, and wisdom that flooded my heart, my soul, and my mind. I realized that everything I ever wanted or want in my life and in the afterlife is him. Not what he provides, for what he provides is him. He is love. He is the definition of love, not the byproduct. God, the word God, representing God, should be the written definition of the word love in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Then it would be a true definition. So I just wanted to share some Bible verses with you that really, really helped open up my mind and heart to receive and then regenerate my love for God and my neighbors. These helped open my soul to changing my definition of love from the inside out. Not just to be obedient, but so that they were now a permanent and eternal part of me. So here's some Bible verses about loving God. Luke 10, 27, and he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your strength, and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. Deuteronomy 6, 5, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. 1 John four nineteen. we love because he first loved us. John 14, 21, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest himself to me. Deuteronomy 7, 9, know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Romans 5, 8, but God shows his love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. John 14, 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. The opposite of that is, if you don't love me, you won't keep my commandments. 1 John 3, 1, see what kind of love the Father has given us, that we should be called the children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. 
John 14, 23 to 24, Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words and the word that you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. 1 John 5, 3, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. It should be natural. 1 John 4, 16, for we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. 1 John 4, 7 to 8, beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Romans 8, 37 to 31. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm sure that neither life nor death, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Zephaniah three seventeen. The Lord your God is in your midst. A mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. Can you, can you picture that? John 14, 23, Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Psalms 86, 15, But you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Ephesians 2, 4-5, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. And by grace, you have been saved. That's how much he loved us. John 15, 12 to 14, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. You are my, you are my friends if you do what I command you. First Peter 4, 8, above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sin. First John 2, 15 to 17, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. I'm going to repeat that because this isn't just another passage of Scripture in the book called the Bible. This is words spoken from God. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone, anyone, not most, not many, but anyone, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and pride in possessions is not from the Father, but is from the world, and the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. 
1 Corinthians 6, 14. I got, I've got a few more and then we're going to wrap up here. 1 Corinthians 6, 14. Let all that you do be done in love. Now that's, again, these are verses that convicted me. Let all you do be done in love. I have to ask myself daily, is everything I'm doing done in love? 1 John 4, 21. And this commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. Proverbs 3, 3 to 4. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Last verse. 1 John 3, 10 to 11. This one's powerful, guys. By this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning. So guys, these these verses are by no means an exhaustive list of of verses from your Bible that speak on love and and love for and from God. These these are but a, a small sampling. And if you believe the words written in the Bible that they're for you and still hold true today and forevermore, then I challenge you to reflect inward and then use these as, as a litmus test of your love for God and for your neighbors. So my final questions to you are then this. Compare the proof of love that you have for anything in this world, children, spouse, uh, family, career, etc., against the love that you have for God. Is it stronger and more prevalent in your life? And does it show in your heart, your mind, and your soul day in and day out? Or is it in your mind only? Which leads me to my final statement, which is when you compare what you expect from someone that loves you unconditionally every day in action, not talk. Is that the love that you yourself are giving to God first and then everyone around you? If you struggle to have a deep relationship with the Lord and have a heart that has nothing but pure and true love for him and for those all around you, even before yourself, The only one that can change your heart is the one who created it. So before we end today's show, I just wanted to thank you all again uh, for tuning in. And I hope you were touched by today's message in scripture. I'd like to ask you a favor only if you received any value out of today's show. Would you tell at least one person you know? Call them, text them, email them, talk to them. Tell them to give the show a listen. And check out the show at Shaken dash awake.com you can email me directly at ben at shaken dash awake.com or call or text me directly for any reason at 407-493-3208 again that number is 407-493-3208 if you have ideas for the show let me know And if you know of someone that has an incredible testimony of coming to the Lord and you think they'd be a great guest to the show, please connect with me. I'd love to hear more. So next week, tune in next Sunday or whenever you're able as we dive into another important topic of our day, which is where you place your time, energy, and effort is what's most important to you. 
What's your time spent on? Next week's episode is another powerful and do not miss episode. Thank you all for joining. And until next week, take great care of yourself and each other. And God bless you all. Thank you.